And we're back with more on Newstalk Saga 960. So very glad that you could join us on this uh, edition of the Mark Petroni Show. We have Peter McKay on the line, former attorney general, former defense minister with the Harper government. Now he's currently a lawyer and he's working. Um, it's not just former this and former that. He's very much uh, in the workforce and practicing. And he comes to us from uh, beautiful Pictou County in Nova Scotia. Welcome, Peter. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with... Uh, this strategic alignment now, the United States, the UK, and Australia forging a new defense pact uh, meant to contain the military might of China in the uh, Indo-Pacific. And there's one country that's not in there. I mean, I guess if you, I guess you could also uh, raise uh, New Zealand, but Canada, nowhere to be found uh, amongst this new alliance. And uh, this is a serious thing because uh, Ottawa could, of course, miss out on intelligence gathering uh, and sharing data and, and technological developments, all the kind of things that go on between these countries that are part of this alliance. Uh, did, did this surprise you? It, it did, although it appears that this discussion has been going on for some time with the Biden White House. Um, a, a number of things come to mind. For, first of all, any illusion that uh, a Biden administration, that the Democrats winning was going to be good for Canada, uh, this is another torpedo, pardon the pun, in the side of that that thinking, uh, whether it was on energy, uh, economic support, sharing of vaccines, all of that uh, doesn't seem to have panned out too well for us. But this is absolutely a slap in the face to our security community and our contributions internationally. Uh, this decision to exclude Canada from the th- three countries um, this is an offshoot of the five eyes, let's be honest, with Australia, uh, the United States, and the United Kingdom, and now Canada on the outside looking in uh, alongside New Zealand. But this, as we know, was meant to counter China. Uh, it's all about sharing intelligence and information, um, especially in the tech sector, so artificial intelligence and cyber, new systems meant to protect North America and our allies. Um, and there's an obvious element to this that, that shouldn't be overlooked, and that is long-range strike capabilities in the building of nuclear submarines, which Australia has has entered into now. But we are squarely uh, on the outs. And so this isn't only reputational harm and shift. Um, this is also a real blow to the industrial defense basis in Canada uh, being excluded from contracts, uh, being unable to compete now on some very lucrative deals. And this, this again, hurts the Canadian economy uh, in, in ways that are yet to be fully understood. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the U.S. has warned nations, whether you like Joe Biden or not, the, the country has warned nations that it would stop sharing intelligence with countries that are not sufficiently tough on China now all of a sudden we find ourselves on the outs here. So it's it's not exactly a subtle uh, no. slap upside the head, is it? This is this is a shot across our bow, I think. Oh, absolutely, Mark. This is very, very much tied up in Canada's acquiescence to China and uh, our deference. And look, the the current government would would point to the need to protect the two Michaels and other Canadians, but. That's basically a capitulation in saying, well, we now believe in ransom and uh, and having citizens taken hostage. And that's long not been the policy of the Canadian government. 
that we somehow are beholden to China in ways that don't sit well with our allies. And so, yes, there's a huge knock-on effect in terms of our ability to access intelligence and information sharing with our closest allies. Uh, we, we need to be locking arms and, and working with them closer than ever before, given the quintessential threat that's out there, especially in cyber, but to protect our resources in the north, to be working very, very closely with like-minded countries, certainly which the UK, Australia, and the United States uh, are. And so we're, uh, we're, we're weakened because of this. It materially undermines uh, a relationship, uh, an advantage that we've had for 70 years since the Second World War. And look, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and despite the, the terrible failings of what happened in the Afghanistan mission, one of the positive takeaways was Canada's uh, re-emergence in terms of our ability to contribute mightily internationally. Now, the mission itself certainly didn't end as, uh, as we would have wanted, but uh, that's not to undermine at all the incredible efforts that were made by members of the Canadian Armed Forces, our diplomats, our aid workers. Canada was punching above its weight, as is often described again, and that seems to also now have uh, have fallen. Yeah, there's some suggestion that the uh, the Chinese uh, uh, are interfering with our, our elections here, Peter, uh, suggesting that a, a conservative win would not be good for Canada, that there would be some kind of backlash. I was surprised that China would be so brazen in uh, making a statement like that or officials associated with the, with the Chinese communist government. Did that catch you off guard or... Is this more of an indicator just how belligerent uh, China is getting in terms of uh, flexing its muscles around the globe? Well, I, I think it's it's more the latter. I think you're right. They uh, they don't feel there's any repercussions coming from Canada or anywhere else for that matter for uh, electoral interference if there is proof of that. Um, certainly what Russia did in the last U.S. election, same thing, allegations, but there, it was called out. There was much more mainstream media attention to that issue. Um, don't see much of that happening in Canada. A again, we seem to be very supplicant. We seem to be walking very tenderly and softly around the issue of China. And there's no question that a, a conservative government takes a, a far stronger and straightforward approach to dealing with China. And is there a cost associated with that? Yes, there certainly is. But there are other trade partners in the Asia-Pacific that we can do a lot more with. And we either stand on principle and have values, or we don't. And we seem to be very much uh, in the mushy middle, again, on so many of these foreign policy subjects. I don't see this as a big election issue, though. I don't see this as uh, a vote mover. Uh, it's all vaccines and, and uh, coronavirus all the time, a little bit on the economy. But sadly, this doesn't appear to be appearing on anyone's radar. Do you think that um, it's a sign of things to come, assuming that uh, Trudeau continues being uh, the prime minister in, in one capacity or another, as it, in terms of our relationship with China, do you see this prime minister as pulling us closer to the orbit of that? I mean, he's expressed admiration for their dictatorship. Um, and so is this a calculated thing on his part? Is this something that he... Uh, is working on, working towards, is building closer ties with that regime rather than with Western uh, countries like the United States, for instance, and, and the UK. Um, is, is this uh, a harbinger of things to come, do you think? 
Well, I hope not, but it's certainly a worry. And you're right, that, that comment about admiring the basic dictatorship of China is one of the more bizarre comments ever made, but I didn't think he would survive blackface. So there, there appears to be a naivety uh, on the part of the Prime Minister when it comes to the, the, the real threat that China poses to us, uh, not just economically. They have designs, I'm sure, on our resources, our water, our energy. And uh, we seem to be sort of sleepwalking into this place where we are going to be in real jeopardy. And this decision by the Biden administration that was announced yesterday, this AUKUS, which is a terribly named acronym, but Australia, UK, US, um, this is a harbinger of things to come. You are going to see our traditional Western allies pulling back from us. And again, I say for emphasis, this has a huge impact on Canada's industrial base and especially the aerospace and defense sector. Uh, and it, it is, a, again, a, a direct blow to the relationship, the longstanding relationship that we've had with the United States, the UK and Australia. And uh, it has a real damaging practical impact on people here in Canada. Investments will leave innovation and advanced manufacturing will literally go south. That is one of the direct knock-on effects of this announcement yesterday from the White House. Yeah, and it's been a while in coming. You can go back a couple of years. Washington first threatened to cut Canada out of intelligence sharing back in 2019. There was a different administration down there. But uh, at that time, uh, Mike Pompeo, then Secretary of State, told Fox News that uh, we we won't be able to share information or work alongside with countries that allow Huawei into their 5G networks. And guess what? Still no decision around that. We are still doing some kind of a perverse dog dance in not making a decision. Again, it's tied into, I'm sure, the diplomatic negotiations to try to free up Michael Spavor and Michael Corbett. But uh, it doesn't sit well with our values to be blackmailed into this type of position. And it it exposes and and lays bare that we have very few cards to play. Uh, being kicked out of the five eyes, which Pompeo was making a direct allusion to, is is worrisome. Being uh, told that NORAD um, may become less relevant, that American um, planes may not come to our assistance in the case of a, of a missile attack. These are all real-world considerations that we have to think about when making these type of decisions, not to participate not to support, not to be part of uh, an international consortium, which is meant to protect the safety and security of our citizens. Peter, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your expertise around this issue. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Mark. Peter McKay, joining us from Pictou County in the beautiful province of Nova Scotia. We'll be back with more on Newstalk Saga 960 and the Mark Petroni Show after this.